0: The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the ninth chapter. John said to him, teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. But Jesus said, don't stop him. For no one who does a mighty work in my name will be able soon afterwards to speak evil of me. For the one who is not against us is for us. For truly, I say to you, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ will by no means lose his reward. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin... It would be better for him if a great millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. And if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than with two hands and go to hell. To the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than with two feet to be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into hell. Where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its saltiness, how will it make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. This is the gospel of our Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. I did a children's sermon this morning in Miles City and and I'm glad I wasn't prepared for it today. There's no children here, but I, I did a little demonstration of I had some popcorn and it was seasoned and I put some extra salt on it shared it with a couple of the youth from the congregation that put too much salt on it intentionally and then tried to figure out how to get the salt out. So I had a clear container and then I, I poured a crevasse of water and filled the tub of popcorn. <laughs> There's a young girl sitting in the front and she's yelling at me, No! <laughs> no! No! <laughs> I said, "Well, I'm going to try to make it salty again. I think I ruined it, but maybe I can bring it back." And I tried to douse it with salt, and she started yelling at me again. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it just one of those stories that it, w- it was good to to witness and get the the youth involved, and those are good times. She'll probably be telling that story about the crazy preacher that tried to get the salt out of the popcorn for a long time. Dear Saints, I I ask you this evening to think for a moment about something that is very special, precious to you. And this morning we reflected on those young kids. I mean, they were precious, special to their parents. It could be anything. Just spend a few moments trying to think of something that maybe you have or you possess, something that's in your life that is the definition of special or precious, just just to you. Maybe you're thinking of a family member, a loved one or a friend. Maybe It's something that you have at your house that you've collected. Maybe an award, a trophy, perhaps your wedding ring or a family heirloom. What is something that's just so special and precious to you? Something that you just couldn't bear to live without? Now consider this. You, you are infinitely more precious to God than that thing is to you. And that's a fact. No matter how precious or special or how impossible that may seem, you are His. It's a fact. We are so precious to God, and that is why Jesus humbly serves us. Jesus came in humility as a little baby, an infant boy, to keep the law perfectly for us. He lived a life of perfect love and in humility. He laid down his life for us on the cross, dying the worst of deaths to take the full punishment for our sins. He rose again from the dead, destroying the power of sin, death, and the devil in our lives. And this is why we remain crossed, cross-centered. Cross-centered always focused on what he's done for us and give thanks to that. He comes humbly today to serve us through his word and in a simple meal to cleanse us from guilt and shame and fill us with his life and his love. God, he gives us faith by the Holy Spirit and connects you to himself. You see, he unites himself with us, and that's how special and precious we are to him. That's how much God loves us. God serves us to assure us that we are forgiven and he is with us, granting us peace, favor, and blessing for life eternal. Jesus says, and you probably heard it in our lessons from last week, if anyone wants to be first, he must be very last and the servant of all. He modeled that for us, and he still models it perfectly. In today's gospel reading, Jesus makes it clear that the the most humble, the most unassuming believers Well, they bear things in Christ's name. You see, we are not only precious gifts, special gifts from God, but the gift of faith that connects us to God and unites us with God is also a precious gift. When we look at a little child who has no works of his or her own, No merit of their own for salvation. Nothing impressive about them themselves. We are to see Jesus in that child. Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. Every believer is precious to God. Every believer is connected to God, united to him through the precious gift of faith. So God, he humbly serves us. And something that God does in service to us is that he warns us about the seriousness, the seriousness of our sins. You see, Jesus says, if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a large millstone tied around their neck. Jesus is not literally advocating self-mutilation. We are not to actually cut off our hands or pluck out our own eyes, but he is warning us. And he's wanting us to see the graphic consequences of willingly continuing in sin and warning against anything that could cause a believer to lose their precious gift of faith and so end up in hell, in condemnation. Perhaps we should paraphrase the scripture lesson for today like this. Hell is real. Don't mess with your own faith or the faith of another. If your hand causes you to have doubts, well, cut it off. That's better than going to hell, isn't it? If your foot causes you to have doubts and lose faith, cut it off. That's better than going to hell. If your eye causes you to have doubts and lose faith, well, then pluck it out. That's better than going to hell. You see, Jesus is wanting us to not take our faith lightly. It's more special. It's more precious than anything else that he gives us. And he warns us. He says to be very careful that we not do anything that will cause another one to lose or even to deny their own faith. Yes, God preserves us in our faith. God keeps serving us because we're precious to him. And he wants us to stay in our faith, which is so special and precious. But don't take things lightly. If our work, our hobbies, our own families, things that are special and precious to us, anything else is getting in the way of God's service to yourself, if anything has the potential to hurt your faith or the faith of another precious believer, then we need to reassess our own priorities. Do we truly fear love and trust in God above all things? God does not want you to have anything else in place of him. He's a jealous God because he wants to continually serve you. So draw near to him through his humble word, And his sacraments, because you are precious to him and he wants to keep you precious and have your faith be strong. As you do this. What you'll find is you'll find yourself serving others. And in doing so, you're serving Christ if it's just giving a neighbor a simple cup of water a quiet word of encouragement that's valued by God he sees it jesus humbly serves us and enables us to serve one another even the most in the most humble service it's so important because the believer who is served they are connected to jesus and is so precious to him. You see, it's really important that we don't take lightly anything that could cause us or anyone else to lose or deny confidence in God and his promises. And so reject the precious gift of faith and wind up in hell. We're often tempted to think that, you know, this is okay. We can do this or Maybe we'll just go along with that. I still believe in Jesus. That command of the Lord doesn't, well, it doesn't really pertain to me. You see, because I still believe. I think that the words of St. Paul to the young pastor, Timothy, they're recorded for our benefit too, all of ours. He says, watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them. Because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. I think the words of St. Paul to the young pastor Titus can be applied to us as well. He says, hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it." has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. And we need to always consider what St. Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. I appeal to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that all of you agree with one another so that there may be no divisions among you and that you may be perfectly united in mind and in thought. Above all, when we are tempted to think that some things we might do aren't that important, some sins are nothing to worry about, as long as we still believe in Jesus, remember what Jesus tells us. He says, If you love me, you will obey what I command. You are my friends. Do what I command. It is absolutely true that we are saved by grace through faith by Christ alone, not obedience. But that doesn't give us a license to take sin and disobedience lightly. The God who lovingly serves us calls us to watch ourselves to take sin and error seriously so that we let nothing jeopardize our own salvation or the salvation of others through offending them and their confidence in the truth. But know this for sure, God does have mercy on us poor and miserable sinners. Now that is such good news because we know that the struggle against sin, the struggle that we have on a daily basis, well, we actually and usually fail often. In Matthew 15, Jesus says that the problem of sin is one of the heart. It's what comes out of a heart that makes a person unclean. So even if we could cut off our hands and pluck out our eyes, it wouldn't actually stop sinful thoughts and motives that come out of our hearts. You see, Jesus has come to serve us. He came to serve us when we were not ready to serve him. He came and washed us by water and the word and gave us a new heart, new hope, making us pure with his own holiness and that's what he continues to do every time that we receive his holy and precious body and blood in the sacraments god almighty the god who created everything out of nothing is the same god who continues to work through humanity dear saints moses Moses begged God to take away the burden of his leadership responsibilities, begged him. He didn't want that vocation anymore. You see, what God does, though, is instead of removing Moses from his call, his vocation, God provided further evidence of his providence and his care, God's providence and care. When the disciples saw a man not of their group cast out demons, Jesus assured them that it was good and right to do this in his name. Dear saints, our limits vary, but we all tend to reach them sooner or later. God is near. God Almighty Look to the Lord. Cry out to him. He is listening. Just as the Spirit of the Lord came down in the cloud for Moses and the people, God has sent his Spirit, his advocate, to help you. He opens his hand to give you good things, gifts, faith in mercy and in grace. Rejoice in that. Even in sickness, God wants you to call on him in prayer, having others pray for you as well. And this is a powerful medicine that he has. Even so, these trials, well, they're often used by God to purify and preserve us in our faith. Do not lose hope. Trust in the Lord. Grumbling, complaining, complaining, We have a tendency to do that, don't we? But you see, it not only causes us to lose focus, it often is meant by ourselves to distract others from our own failings. Instead of casting out demons, the disciples, they complained about others who were exercising evil spirits. In the church, We cast aspirations on those who do not minister the way that, well, we think they should. And this is generally done to deflect attention from the fact that we are not busy with kingdom work ourselves. How many people have we chased away from Christ's church by this behavior? It would be better if a millstone were tied around our necks. Instead of grumbling, we should be salt in each other's lives. Purifying, healing, preserving, and bringing out the best flavors in each other. Witnessing our faith to them and giving of it freely. Our God still serves us as his baptized people in this congregation, so that by his grace, he enables us to be at peace with one another, seeing Jesus in one another and serving us as he speaks to us through his word to strengthen our faith, the gift of which is precious and special beyond any measure, any gift that he has given to you. Through this precious gift, God, Declares you holy and righteous, as if you have lived as perfectly as Jesus himself. The Apostle Paul states in Romans that God has revealed enough of himself in creation that we ought to know of God. He did this, He did this work for you. He is God Almighty even if you don't know who he is yet. Praise the Lord. Give all glory to God that he has blessed you and all of his people with these mighty works to be done in his name. We know our God and that gives us such peace. The peace that surpasses all understanding. May it guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.